Let's head on up to uh, the uh, North Metro Senate District 35. Carrie Rayrauer is kind enough to join us as uh, we talk about her campaign to come into St. Paul and represent uh, that district. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Oh, that's good to hear. It's it's it is crunch time. I imagine it's it's going to be a busy, busy weekend for you. Yes. <laughs> well, it's been a busy, let's see, six months for me. Yes. But yes, you're right. The last couple of weeks have been morning until bedtime. We are going, 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 and the momentum just keeps building. Uh, do, do you have a number? I know some of the candidates do. Do you have a number of how many doors you've knocked on so far? We have knocked close to 40,000 doors. Wow. I don't have the exact number, but wow. it was... Yeah, and in just uh, just over a week of get out the vote, it was over ten thousand for our Senate district doors. Wow. Uh, now this is an area here um, where it's with the redistricting here. It is it's it does feel like it's a this is a DFL uh, you know, you know, chance here. Uh, when you're down, out talking to the people when you're door knocking here, and if you're doing 40,000, by the way, bless you on that one, 40,000 doors, you're doing that. You're talking to a lot of people. They're not just Democrats, DFLers. You're talking to the Republicans as well. What are you hearing when you go to the doors? Some of the top issues for our um, independents and our swing voters really comes down to public safety concerns that um, police have what they need to do their job and crime will be kept low. And I share with them as a Queen Rapids City Council member, we have a great relationship with our police department there and we've increased funding. I supported increased funding for our department. We added two officers and a social worker. Nice. Um, they also are talking about the rising costs of inflation. And so there is so much we can do at the Capitol that could be helping with this. Uh, as you know, there was a $9 billion surplus last session, and I believe that should have been put to work to help folks in the spring. But now we have the opportunity coming up to really put that to work to, to help people with these costs. You know, let's go to public safety. I think Governor Walls was very smart to point out that, you know, I mean, he just had a, a meeting with some of the mayors. And he said, we had an agreement on a public safety bill that would have poured a ton of money into police departments, sheriff's departments, gotten them the resources they need. It was the Republicans who turned it down and walked away from the table. And he's actually, he threw out an olive branch saying, I'd be willing to have that, uh, you know, if I win again, I'm more than happy to have maybe before the lame duck session here, a special session to pass that bill. But the reality is, is, is you just pointed out, we got the money here. It feels like Republicans are hoping they can get control of the House and the Senate and then just give all that money, as they usually do, to millionaires and billionaires and big corporations, and then the rest of us don't get any kind of benefit. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. There was a, an excellent public safety bill mm -hmm. that was um, supported, and my opponent actually voted against it, and we need to ensure that this um, work gets done in this coming session. So... Uh, one of the my seat is one of the most targeted in the state, and this is one of the keys to flipping the Senate. And so, getting out and voting for um, voting in this district and coming and supporting this district is a key to flipping the Senate blue and getting that work done. You know, as as, as it has been there, I will say I've I've talked to a few of the DFL candidates, and it's gotten ugly down in their districts. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, I I hope they haven't targeted you too bad with anything nasty. There's just, I know there's been a lot of spending and there's been a lot of mailers and a lot of ads from many different groups. 
Uh, I purposely uh, do the best I can to avoid the noise and not look at any of the negative ads so that I can just focus on doing the work for the people of Minnesota. I was talking to Alan Roy, who's running up in Senate District 2 yesterday. And he brought up the great point. He said, as you talk about these mailers, the point of these mailers is not to inform, it's to discourage. And the reality is, is that the tough part that the Democrats have to do, the DFLers have to really focus on is that don't get discouraged and not vote. The reality is that's the purpose of a lot of those mailers is to just overwhelm you and just have you throw your hands in the air and say, okay, the heck with it. I don't care. The reality is, is that, that you have to get through that noise and get out early voting, vote on election day, doesn't matter, but you have to get out there and make sure your voice is heard. Absolutely. I, I keep hearing this race um, is going to be 20 to 30, 50 votes, something like that, um, between myself and my opponent. So every single vote is going to count. So it is vitally important to get out and vote in this race. And as we've seen um, with Roe versus Wade overturned at the federal level, the decisions we make at the state level this election are going to be uh, more important than even the federal election. So although it's the midterm, I would say it is more important this year than ever. You know, uh, Carrie Ray Rauer is joining us right now, the Senate District 35 and just uh, up on the north side here. Uh, the you, you, t- you brought up the Roe v. Wade overturning of Roe v. Wade. I, I, I was looking at some numbers, and I talked earlier in the 3 o'clock hour about the, the early turnout advantage the DFL and the Democrats nationwide are having, and it's pretty substantial at this point. Um, there are a lot of people who are out there right now who are furious about this because as, as much as – and I'm not trying to dismiss, say, public safety or inflation this. The reality is when you start taking away people's rights – that starts to enter into a new echelon of outrage, I think. Uh, people are like, wait a second here. You're taking away my rights now. And and I think, let's be honest, women have had a horrible experience with you know men, particularly white Republican men, basically trying to control their bodies for way too long. And I got to imagine it's now at a tipping point with Roe v. Wade getting overturned. Yeah, I would say it's unprecedented that this took place it really is the first time in american history where rights went where we went backwards on um, rights available to individuals over our history we've continued to get more and more rights for different groups of people um it, it was very disheartening and um that's exactly right I, I i believe that women should be able to make that decision for themselves with their family and with their medical provider not a politician making this decision for them you also are uh, i want to make sure i mention this too that you're a good old blue blue collar district that's that's the working the people that keep the state going is your district there and uh if they're wondering who the unions are endorsing you got a lot of union endorsements uh for your campaign Yes, that's right. And in addition to that, I am a lifelong union member. I've been a union member since 1999. I am still a union member today. I will stand up um, collective bargaining for our power law, which uh, solidifies collective bargaining. It's surrounded by right-to-work states, and it really isn't right-to-work. It's right-to-work with less pay in your job, with less pay, with less benefits, and with less safety. Um, so we need to have a strong strong union to protect that so we can protect our strong middle class. And it's funny because we have seen other states where Republicans have gone in there and tried to do that. Ah, gee willikers, golly gosh, sure, we're for the worker. And so they get people to put them in the power. They make them a right-to-work state. 
make unions illegal in some states. And you have cases right now where the wages are far lower than they were. The benefits are far lower than they were. I mean, it's this is something that happens. And I know in your district, you've got this the Republican who's trying to play off. I'm that middle of the road. Uh, where do you get the idea? I'm against unions. Well, because that's the Republican policy. I saw your platform you guys passed in May of this year. It wasn't exactly worker union friendly. And, and so, I mean, it's, it, it is kind of one of those things where I think this is where the door knocking comes in. Is, is out there just remind people, yeah, if, if you want good wages, if you want benefits, if you want you know paid sick leave, if you want maternity leave, you want to keep your jobs here, well, you have to vote DFL because that's the those are the people that are fighting for those jobs. That's what I've done all throughout this campaign is to point out, um, so pay attention to how my opponent has voted because mm-hmm. that's where the facts lie. Yep. So if they say one thing but then vote a different way, that's an indicator to you. You've got to look at how the votes go. And this, uh, my opponent has voted right along with the Republican Senate caucus throughout their Senate career. So it has been um, a whole litany of conservative votes. And so I do not believe that um, that uh, they would be able to protect our collective bargaining rights mm-hmm. if we lost power. I, I do not. I've always said this. Uh, for for that Republican who's out there saying I'm pro union, if the Republicans had a chance to wipe out unions in the state, and that individual would be the tie breaking deciding vote, they would run down that aisle with a smile on their face and say so long unions because that's just who they are. That is their national standard, and it is it's it's kind of comical considering how many states they've actually dismantled the unions in. For them to act like, oh, you can trust us this time. Uh, no, you can't trust them because they basically are working against the unions, and that's just that's just their nature. Well, I think you can hear it in the words too. Like when Roe versus Wade was talked about, it was repeated over and over. It is the law of the land. It is the law of the land. Well, we saw what happened. It is no longer the law of the land. So when we hear uh, abortion is legal in Minnesota, abortion is legal in Minnesota, or we hear collective bargaining rights are in power law collective bargaining rights are in power law those things don't mean they will stay if we have a change of power um and we went a fully conservative government those things do not have to stay they can be changed Mm -hmm. and i think that's important to remember well and someone brought it up yesterday the minnesota miracle we forget tim Pawlenty got the power to change things, and he undid a lot of that and created a big mess and and took away the advantage that Minnesotans had. Now, granted, that was kind of the end of his power reign because people didn't like when the Minnesota miracle got undone, but that's what that's what Republicans do. It's about, I mean, for goodness sakes, the governor candidate for the Republicans have said the first thing he's going to do is cut every budget by 10%. That's going to cripple the state. I mean, it's just, you can see what's, and, and by the way, that money's not coming back to you. It's going to go to a millionaire or a billionaire. That's just the way they do things. It's it just is there's a way to do things to where every as, as Wellstone said you know and, and a fair tide raises all boats that's the DFL way and and you just I do not think a person at this point and this is not being mean this is just paying attention to the facts and the statements and the voting record you just can't trust the Republicans to be pro union or respect women's rights they just have shown they will not do that. So I'm glad you brought up the Minnesota miracle. That is really what put Minnesota as one of the top states in the nation for public education and made us a leader. And it is why we have these awesome companies here like Medtronic and 3M, because they know we have a 
highly educated workforce, and we need to keep that. Unfortunately, when Paul Lenti um, reversed that funding model, we lost so much um, funding for our public schools, and we have not gotten any of that back since then. Because each year when we get an inflationary increase of 2%, um, we celebrate that as an increase, but that's not an increase because the costs have gone up that much. So we have stayed at that level where funding was cut by Governor Pawlenty, and every year it hurts schools more and more. So we've seen class sizes going up. From when I started, I feel like I had an average of, you know, 25 to 30 kids in a class. And then these last two years, I was having 38 kids Mm -hmm. in seventh grade science classes. And then we have, you know, one counselor for 800 kids. Mm -hmm. These numbers are not sustainable for us to stay, um, you know, tops in education. And we need to get back to a state funding model for education again. Absolutely. And you're right. There is money here. It's not going to come from our middle class, from our lower income folks. It can come from our wealthiest folks and by closing corporate loopholes. So we're talking about the top 1% make $10,000 a week. That's who we need to have pay their fair share and sustain our public education system. Well, and I will say, too, I mean, it's I, I have Republicans say, well, why the public education system damaged it? Well, because Tim Pawlenty did this. And when you remind them of that and they say we should go back on the Minnesota Miracle, I remember when he did that. And what was it? Ninety six percent of the state school districts were immediately in the red, immediately in right. the red. I mean, it was unbelievable. And yeah, it was, you know, if you want to fund this, you can do it. Let's just undo what Tim Pawlenty did. But, you know, remind Republicans of that and they all of a sudden get real quiet. Um, Okay. This weekend, this is the key. Um, Last weekend, I was a little dismayed. And I said this the last few days. I was a little dismayed to find out there were people that were knocking on doors in districts where it's a grand slam, slam dunk, guaranteed hat trick win for the DFL. And I'm not saying that we, of course, all DFL races matter. It's important. But we've got to get out of these safe districts, and we've got to get into these districts. And once again, Senate District 35, they are throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you. You have to get up there. This is crunch time. This weekend is volunteering time. Do you have some volunteering opportunities available for the people this weekend? Oh, absolutely. We are running um, door knocks out of our Coon Rapids DFL office, 1557 Coon Rapids Boulevard. Um, Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m., noon, we have a 1.30 in addition on Saturday, and then 3 p.m. and 6 p.m. Basically, you can show up almost any time, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and folks will be there ready to get you out on the doors. And I th- this is the key. It's an old school thing, but I'd be darned if it doesn't work. You knock on the doors, you're going to win the district. It really is that simple. If you knock on the doors, you're going to win the district. Let's send as many people up to Senate District 35. And once again, this is not far. Coon Rapids, uh, Southeast Andover, Anoka, that's just up in the north side of the metro. Very easy to get to. You can get up there in 10, 15 minutes for most of us. Go out and help uh, Carrie Ray Rauer this weekend in that district. Can they just go to your webpage and sign up and find out information on the volunteering? Absolutely. Just go to the webpage and click on um, volunteer and it will be there. Carrie, My webpage is carryformn.com. K-A-R-I-F-O-R-M-N.com. Carryformn.com. It comes down to this, people. If you want a blue wave to happen, what are you going to do to make that happen? One easy way, get up, help Carrie up in Senate District 35. Carrie Rarauer, 
Carrie, all my best this weekend. I know you're going to be working really hard, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in St. Paul on uh, you know, this next session, okay? Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for having me here today. I really appreciate it. 